Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, A Hundred Nothing. All right, guys, today is going to be a lot of Five Foot Nothing, A Hundred Nothing of frustration, anger, befuddlement, bewilderment, confusion, a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. And I'm not even sure I want to know the answers to the questions I have for what we watched on Saturday. But I did this podcast to discuss Notre Dame football. For better, for richer, for sickness and in health. You know, whatever you say when you get married. This is what it feels like. It's a damn marriage. Uh, We're doing it. I was hoping, uh, what are the odds that I would go 12-0 and 0 my first season on a podcast about Notre Dame football, but we did it to ourselves. So um, I'm not even going to talk about the, the other teams, other things that have happened in college football. I, I usually start with a little bit of that. Who cares? Who cares? It's not Notre Dame. Who cares what everybody else looks like? Yeah, it'd be nice. It would be nice if we had last year's offensive line, last year's offense, Ian Book, whatever, just or Drew Pine starting. But we didn't, and we lost. So it really doesn't matter what these other teams did, didn't do, or otherwise. So uh, let's just get into this, all right? Watch me for the changes, and please, God, try to keep up because I don't know where I'm going. I really don't. I don't have a ton of notes on this game. I was watching with my dad, and I my plan was that we'd win, and I'd rewatch it on my own time, and get a more in depth, you know, view of the game. But fuck it, I watched enough of it. I know what the hell I saw, and let's talk about it. But I, I do have to start with something that really encompasses how I feel about this game for a lot of reasons. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but there were a ton of recruits in Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday. Does this loss change their perspective? I hope not. I don't I mean, winning and losing is part of football. It sucks. It was Cincinnati. We get it, but that's not how we envisioned it, right? So, here's where I kind of stand on the whole thing. Let's be honest. We messed up big time on Sunday. 
I had sponsors in the stands, and I'm hugging and holding hands and kissing them in the ear and praying for a good showing. And what do we do? We end up looking like a monkey fucking a football out there. Does that not encompass everything that we watched on Saturday? Instead of, we messed up on Sunday, we messed up on fucking Saturday. Instead of sponsors, it's recruits. And what do we do? We end up looking like a monkey fucking a football. That's what we look like. That's how I would describe Saturday. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Whatever adjective you can just throw them out there. Bewilderment, befuddlement, confusion, clusterfuck. Just <sighs> everything we've been talking about, I've been talking about, other podcasts, every all the shit we said it was a problem. We didn't do a damn thing about it. We said, fuck it, it's a problem. Just roll with it and hope for the best. We're going to take our quarterback that can't move. We're still going to try to run options with him. That is not an option. You are eliminating half the play. You're setting him up to fail. Let's do it. Then you're going to bring in Buckner. When I'm sitting on my couch in Corpus Christi, Texas, and I know full well Buckner is running the fucking football, do you really think Cincinnati, who is not that bad of a team, I'm going to cut them down just a little bit and sometimes during this little episode, but they're not that bad of a football team. If I know Buckner's going to run the ball, you got to believe they know Buckner's running the football. And what do we do? We run the football with Buckner for fucking nowhere. That's not that's not an offensive plan. That's not anything. You're you're eliminating all of our offense. Then we finally bring in the guy who balances the two. I'll be honest, he's not as good of a runner as Buckner. It's hard to tell, but I don't know if he has as good of an arm as Cone. But guess what? He's a good blend of the two in Drew Pine, and we waited till halftime to bring him in. And not only do we wait till halftime to bring him in. We waited to tell him till we were on the field, out of the locker room from halftime. So he's coming out of the locker room thinking, all right, you know, it's still going to be the Cone and Buckner show. And then, hey, Drew, you start uh, – what? You would think you'd take a few minutes to prepare the guy who's about to start the second half of the game where you're losing 17 to nothing? You would think. You would think you would do that, right? I don't get it. That's one question I have. There's one question. Question one. Why are you not telling Drew Pine that you are going to be starting the second half? Give him a chance to prepare. Give him a chance to be ready. You were losing 17-0. You didn't even give him the opportunity to, like, okay, how are we going to come out? What are we going to do? What? What? What's the game plan? Are we trying to get back into this game right now? Or is our defense pretty pretty fucking good right now, despite the scoreboard, which I you can't attribute it to the offense because technically the defense was on the field, but let's be fucking real. Who gave up those points? Sure as fuck wasn't the defense. Except maybe the seven. And even the seven was a shitty pass from uh, Ritter. It was a garbage pass. Kyle Hamilton played it as if he was a worth-a-shit quarterback. Kyle Hamilton went to the corner route. He was playing the corner. Oh, look, Ritter's going to try to throw the corner. Let me beat the receiver to the spot. Oh, hey, guess what? Ritter's not that great, and he underthrew it by 10 yards. Touchdown. But 
again, at what point do you, like the de- the defense can't do it all, guys? I wish they could. I really wish they could do it all. I mean, they outscored with the 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 offense in Wisconsin. Why why couldn't they do it again? I don't know. I have no idea, but we need them to do it all. They got to do the pick sixes. They got to do the kick returns. Oh, no, wait. Can't do that. Can't even catch a fucking kickoff. We fumble it. Can't even catch it. Three points. Here you go, Cincinnati. And then you're going to hear a podcast give Cincinnati special teams and defense credit for recovering a fumble? What did they do? I need to know what they did on that play for you to give them credit because they fell on a ball that was gift-wrapped to them like fucking Christmas under the damn tree? No. By the way, Christmas under the tree. Do you see our stands? What I all that was missing was Stanford's fucking mascot, and we had Christmas in South Bend in fucking October. My God, could the stands have looked more like Christmas? And whose fault is that? Not Cincinnati's. Not the time of the year. Is that we decided to have a green out? Well, we can't sell out the stadium with our fans. So the green out turns into fucking Christmas because the other team is red. That was entertaining, wasn't it? Sorry, what was that about Drew Pine in the second half? Yes. So if you let, like, I don't get how you don't tell him he's going to be starting the second half of the game. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And you could discuss with them like, hey, our defense is playing pretty solid, okay? They're, Cincinnati has done nothing. They moved the ball a grand total of 20 yards to get 10 of their points. Our defense is stepping up. Ritter looks pretty fucking regular. Nothing special. He's got a little bit mobility. Cool. His throws, not awesome. He missed a shit ton of passes and got lucky when he underthrew his receiver because the best defensive back in the country was playing it as if he was a good quarterback and was out of position because he was in position. Go figure that fucking shit out. He was out of position because he was in position. I I don't know. But you can at least discuss with him like, hey, we're just going to try to get back in this game. We can get back in this game. It's not insurmountable. It feels like it, but it's not. It's only 17 points. And the way our defense is playing, we can make up that ground. And God damn it, we almost did. We almost did. But, again, we still do stupid shit. We decide to go to Pine, and then randomly, for no reason, for question two. Why is Buckner being put in the game to do obvious things that, I mean, the, the, the bingo card that, Tom Reese plays off of should be he, the bingo the bingo chip he's always trying to get. He's trying to get the one spot. It's like I can get bingo if I get this one. Buckner, kill our momentum. Stall the drive. Stop it now. Bingo! Nailed it. That's what Buckner comes in to do. And I don't understand it. I and this is not a knock on Buckner. It really truly is not. But it's obvious they don't want him to throw the ball. Or they're not comfortable with him throwing the ball, and it looked like he's not comfortable throwing the ball given the few passes he threw. One was a pick, the other was darted into the ground. And that's fine. He's a true freshman. He's learning. But if he can only run and not run a play, just run, he's only a, a running threat, not a passing threat. 
don't bring him in, it, you're helping the defense out. And a defense like Cincinnati, who is clearly well-coached, and, and they're, they're, they're a fine football program right now. Are they better than us? I don't believe so. You're going to hear it all. You've been hearing it for three days. I mean, maybe they're a little bit better, but the way people are talking about them, I don't think they're that much better than Notre Dame. We made their offense look pretty fucking regular. We made their defense look like the, what, 2000 Baltimore Ravens, or what, what year was it? 2000, right? The 2000 Ravens. Ed Reed and uh, Ray Lewis and I don't know. I just we, we made them look really special, and they weren't that special. We just made it super easy for them to defend us, and we consistently do it. I don't get it. I don't understand. We cannot run the football. We don't have a running game. And we sure as hell can't run straight-up running plays. We have to use misdirection, disguising, whatever. Do we do it? Fuck no, we don't do it. Why would we? We only have four games of tape that shows we can't do it. So now we're going to play a team that, yeah, their run, their run defense wasn't fantastic. And we actually ran for 84 yards and three yards a carry, which seems all right. But there were still situations where, like, I didn't, certain situations, I didn't hate the fact that we were running the ball. I hated the play we called to run the ball. We got to be more creative. But the Buckner stuff, just stop. Just please stop. I know what you're doing. So do they. It's, uh, it's too obvious. And, and Cone, he can't move. So why are we putting him in situations to fail? We finally get a court. And my favorite. So we bring Pine in finally. Then you get people. Look, Pine has so much time. How come he's got more time than Cone? Um, because the defensive line has to be calculated on their rush. Because if they get lose contain or whatever, Pine can actually move and gain yards and make the play a success. With Cone, who cares? Just go balls to the wall. If you miss him or if he gets past you, you ain't getting far. Don't worry. You're going to catch him. Still going to be a sack, no sweat. That's why Cone or Pine had time. And Cone, dude, bro, Jackie boy, Captain Jack, you're what fifth year graduate transfer senior quarterback. You played in a Rose Bowl. You've had a lot of college football experience in the grandest of. Venues in the biggest of games. How in the ever loving hell are you throwing that ball across your body, across the field, into whatever in the hell coverage? Who I was think it was Austin. Um, it had to go through two guys to get to Austin, just in case you're wondering. But you know who was wide open? The forgotten lost boy tight end, George Takis. He was dragging right in front of your fucking face. Nobody was guarding him. If you watch the replay, kids. You will see that there was a linebacker rolling with underneath Austin or something. Tackus was coming the other way. Even if he stopped on a dime and tried to run with Tackus, Tackus was running across him. That you could have floated. You could have floated that one and Tackus catches it. Probably a touchdown. But no, instead, we F it up. Of course we do. Why wouldn't we? No points. Okay. Good job, Cincinnati. 
You could argue Cincinnati did something special there. I'd argue that Jack Cohn's a moron and didn't see the obvious pass route, which was rolling with him in front of him to the right. Nope. Stops, plants, back foot, all that happy horse shit that you hate to see from a quarterback. If it was Tyler Buckner, it sucks, but eh, true freshman. You, you never know. Drew Pine is eh, a true sophomore. You haven't seen a whole lot from him. Jack Cohn, got to be better, bro. Got to be better. Golly. Just so many mistakes. So the one thing we feel like we can count on from Jack Cohn as a senior quarterback who's not mobile, who appears to have a decent arm, but accuracy seems to be less than desirable. The one thing you feel like you can count on is he's going to make smart decisions. You've taken how many fucking sacks this year? You couldn't take one there? You got to throw the fucking pick? I told you guys on, on Twitter, like I'm, I don't want to have to yell. I really don't, and I, I need to get it out now because if you're listening to this before I go on with uh, the real Ben Belden on the Under the Dome podcast, um, I should should be doing that later today, tonight. So I need to get my all this out now so I can have a coherent conversation with Ben. So shout out to you, Ben. Thank you for uh, inviting me on later. But And if you want to talk to me directly, uh, at 5 foot nothing pod on Twitter, 5 foot nothing pod at gmail.com, shoot me an email. I need to do a better job of uh, getting that out of the way. I always bring it up randomly. But uh, yeah, so I need to get some of this yelling out now because I did a ton of it on Saturday. Uh, I got bad. I got I got bad on Saturday, guys. But my dad told me to go go take a break. So on a commercial break, I had to go outside for like five minutes. My dad put me in timeout, basically. And he uh, he also wondered where one of my children may or may not get some of his uh, language in. Aggression towards sports. That's neither here nor there. I feel like Notre Dame football gets you a pass on all that stuff. Like, just go be you. Go do your thing. But, yeah. But at some point, my dad was close to right there with me. We had uh, just accepted that Tommy Reese plays bingo. There's no rhyme or reason to what he does other than to check off certain boxes. If it works... Don't get comfortable because it's about to stop working and not because the defense figured it out. It's because we just decided to stop doing the thing that works. And um, our defense can only do so much. You know, I did like how, you know, we're trying to be creative. So we're going to put in a two running back system. We're going to go in shotgun. We got Chris Tyree to the left, Kyron Williams to the right. What's going to happen? They're going to stay in and block because our five. Offensive linemen, they're so awful at it. We need seven. We need seven blockers. Then we might have a chance in hell to actually accomplish something on the offensive side of the football. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's what happened. It's ridiculous. 
Um, you know, me and my dad really thought that Drew Pine was going to – not that he was showing signs that he was going to throw a pick. We just felt like how incredible would it be if he threw a pick then our little triangle rotation of quarterbacks that we don't know what the hell we're doing all threw a pick. The, the trifecta. You know, and it's crazy. We're I'm sitting here and I'm going to talk about the quarterbacks here in a minute because that's – I mean, there's not much I, more I can say, guys. I, I yelled already more than I, I have on this podcast about what we witnessed. Um, sense of urgency was well, – I can't even say it was like – Left a lot of desire. There were there was nothing to desire. We are down eleven. With I don't know how much time left, and you couldn't tell by looking at our offense. You could not tell by looking at our offense. No, sir. Let me see. When did they score that to make it twenty-four? They made it twenty-four with three minutes to go. You think our offense would show a little bit of sense of urgency? Nope, not us. No, sir. Oh, no, sorry. I'm wrong. Eight minutes to go. Their drive is only three minutes. Eight minutes to go. We're down 11. You already know we need two possessions. We have to score. Get Stop them and get the ball back and score again. So you, there's three possessions that have to happen. We have to score. They have to get the ball back. We have to stop them, get the ball back. And then we have to go down and score again. So Notre Dame, Cincy, Notre Dame should be the possessions. There's only eight minutes to go in the game. So what do we do? Right out the box, first thing we do is we take three minutes to move the ball 24 fucking yards. How? 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 Like, like no, guys. We see. I'm, I'm getting all my noise. Oh, try try to keep up with me, guys. I'm I'm just frustrated. I really am. It's been a long weekend, a lot of reasons, but the the point remains. We had very little time, and we seem to not care. We seem to not care. There was no interest. We're not trying to move the ball. We're trying to run our basic offense. Nothing special. Nothing fancy. Maybe because Pine can't do it. I don't know. But if that's the case, Cone seems to move the ball when it's fast. But I, he can't move. I, it's great. It's ridiculous, guys. Like, And our defense was amazing. I'm sorry. Uh, they were. As far as I'm concerned, they gave 14 points. They gave one drive when they, they couldn't afford to. That last drive to make it 24. We, we couldn't afford that. And then the uh, end of the half, I guess, yeah. So, I mean, the points they gave up were not ideal based on the timing. The timing was just not like, no, come on. There, you know, with 40 seconds to go, they make it 17. And then with five minutes to go, then they make it 11. And, but other than that, I mean, the defense was, Ridiculous. They and I told you, 
As beginning of the game, or beginning of the game, beginning of the season, what's the bigger story? Cone or the defense? Everybody wants to say the defense. Look how bad the defense is. The defense is not the story. It's Cone. We need him to do that every game. That's the story. If if you've been listening to me since Florida State, I said that was the story. Cone was the story, not the defense. The defense is going to figure it out. And 65%, I'm going back, 65% of you said the defense is the bigger story. No, it was Cone. And you can see why. That's why Cone was the bigger story. Because I I felt like the defense was going to get it figured out. What we saw from them was not great, obviously. But I felt like the tackling, the things that caused the defense not look good were correctable. We needed Cone to do what he did against Florida State. Hasn't done it since. So now, now where are we at? Now where are we at? Because there's not much I can say about the D. I, there's nothing I can really say about the defense. Because you, you give the ball, uh, I mean – yeah, we threw a pick. Then they moved the ball 15 yards. Uh, their first, this was – you ready? This is the first six possessions for Cincinnati in the game. You ready for this? Hang on to your seats because it's crazy. First six possessions. First possession, they gained a total of 15 yards. Second, 18 yards. Third possession, zero yards. Fourth possession, eight yards. Fifth possession, 12 yards. Sixth possession, eight yards. It's like, that's it. 15, 18, 0, 8, 12, 8. You know what the score was? 10 nothing Cincinnati. I'm sorry, but I'm not blaming the defense. No can do. Not, not on my watch. Can't do it. And I just don't understand. Because obviously Freeman came ready to play. Freeman knew what the fuck was up. And I guess Brian Kelly and Tommy Reese, the offensive side... Said, yeah, we're not, eh, we're not really gonna change things up too much, you know. Meanwhile, we're gonna get embarrassed by Cincinnati, who again is not a terrible football team, but they did not beat us that badly. We beat ourselves. Drew White even said so. And Marcus Freeman and Brian Kelly and Jeff Quinn all looked foolish because they were at Cincinnati and left for the. The better job, because obviously, and look what happened. Look what happened. So, again, Cone was the big story, right? So, I, again, I, 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 I just, there's not a ton of specifics I can go over without just getting more frustrated, guys. We saw the game. We, you can't fumble a kickoff. You can't throw that ball at the goal line on second down and goal and take away points from your team. You can't do it. That's a why another question. Cone, why are you throwing that ball? You've taken enough sacks throughout the season. Now you decide to try to hold your ground and throw a ball? Take the damn sack. That's one time I would have been okay with it. Obviously, because the alternative was an interception. 
We can't keep doing obvious things that everybody, including people not in the stadium or on the field, know what's coming. If we know what's coming, they know what's coming. Stop being predictable. Be creative. That We have the guys to be creative. We've got Kevin Austin, which... How do you drop that ball, Kevin? Uh, I need to have a better understanding. You you seem to be a great, great receiver. And then just for whatever reason, you're showing up at times that are not ideal and just dropping passes. Like, you're dropping passes. Meanwhile, my, because of that, Michael Mayer is out there on one leg doing everything in his freaking power to be a badass. And he's doing it. The guy's doing it. Yeah, he had a, he had a couple drops this season you know, against Florida State, but keep throwing the ball to him. And they do. He can barely run. Just keep throwing the ball to him. Which that says a lot about our backup tight ends, by the way, guys. I know my mayor's good, obviously. But if he's that hobbled, we got to have somebody else that can play the position and not be a complete total drop-off and letdown, but clearly that is. But then again, who the fuck knows? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe we just, who knows, because it took them forever to put in Drew Pine. You took, like, we had two-quarterback system, Cohn and Buckner. Then we tried this three-quarterback whatever nonsense, and turns out the guy in the middle is the best of both worlds. And by best of both worlds, I mean he just can do both things. I don't know how much of the best he is at it. I Again, I don't think he's as good of a runner as Buckner. <clears throat> he may not be as good of a passer as Cone. That's to be determined. I just don't I don't see anybody being able to run the way Buckner does on our football team right now as far as quarterback. He runs hard. He run, he's fast. He's decisive. But when everybody knows he's going to run, it's really hard to run. Everybody knows it. So, But – Pine is the the melting pot of both of those. Like you melt Cone and Buckner and you get Pine. Because he can run a little bit. He can throw a little bit. He just adds some more elements to your team when he's on the field as a quarterback. And why that took forever to see, who knows. So while I say we don't have anybody at tight end position that can even give Mayer a break, who knows? We probably do. They just haven't figured it out yet. You got me. I mean, it's no accident that Brian Kelly won 106 games. It's amazing what he's done for the program. Amazing. But at some point, you got to win these games, guys. We have to win these games. It's old news. You know, so uh, quarterback position, who do you go with? And I'm sure me and Ben are going to talk about this a ton. It, it's but are we? Are we going to talk about it a ton? It's Pine, right? There's no other way around it. Cone, I don't think you can play him anymore. What's the point? And I'm not saying that because the season's over. That's not what I'm. That's not it at all. I, you know, I'm going to end with this idea, and I'll, I'll briefly mention it now. I still think eleven and one, ten and two is absolutely possible, and. There's no reason we shouldn't feel like we can get there. 
to be honest. But I don't think Cohn should be playing at quarterback anymore. And the, there's a variety of reasons. He is not helping our team with his lack of mobility and our offensive line. Okay? That's number one. He's creating – he's limiting our offense substantially because his accuracy is not there. Now, obviously, his decision-making is questionable. So what is he bringing to the table that I thought he was bringing to the table preseason? It's just not there. Okay? So then – and he's gone after this year. So then you got Pine and Buckner. And I'd say Buckner, but then that if you play Buckner, you've written off the season because they don't want him to throw. And I hate to say it, but of the chances he's opportunities had to throw the ball, it hasn't looked great. Uh because he's a true freshman. I don't know if he's not ready. I don't know the specifics of why he's not ready, but he doesn't appear to be ready. And then you're just kind of throwing stuff away because he's just a run. Run specialist. Pine seems to have a grasp of the offense. Seems to be able to run the plays that the team wants to run and run them somewhat effectively. We saw it against Wisconsin. We saw it against Cincinnati. Are Wisconsin and Cincinnati, you know, Alabama or Georgia? Or, no, but they might be one of the – defensively, uh, one of the better teams on our schedule – I mean, Cincinnati's run defense isn't great, but I think that had to do with their their alignment, much like Notre Dame. They were running three down linemen. God, I hope we can get yards when they only have three down linemen. You know? But Wisconsin's probably going to be the best defense we play all year. And Pine did stuff against them. Because going forward, I just, I think you have to do what puts in the best position to win. And Drew Pine is that person. That's it. He does enough of both things that you need to be a quarterback in today's college football. He has some mobility and he can throw. I know he was only nine of whatever, 22. Um, but I, I'm not so much looking at that. Give him an opportunity to be the number one and I think you can see more from him. So let's do it. Let's see it. Because going forward at Virginia Tech with Enter Sandman, under the lights, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Virginia Tech doesn't scare me, guys. Am I saying we're going to win? I, at this point, I can't guarantee that because while our defense may only give up 10 points, our offense might score zero. Unless we run with Drew Pine and we see, like, I feel like he's a he's a lesser Ian Book at this point, guys. Like, that sounds crazy, right? But I think he's just a, you know, poor man's Ian Book. He's got some ability. He's got a little bit of an arm. Let him run the offense. Let's see what we get. So, Virginia Tech. Not too worried. Then we get Ohio, uh, USC. Come on, USC. They're not good right now. Then we get North Carolina. Oh, my God. We are not losing to North Carolina. We can't. We can't lose to North Carolina. I've been harping on it all year, and I've been right about how terrible they are. Unfortunately, I missed the mark on Notre Dame. I didn't think our offensive line was that bad. Guess what? It is. And it's mind-boggling because they're all four stars. Four stars replacing four stars replacing four stars, and we look like crap. I don't. Understand that that's another question 
Why are we? do we have four-star offensive linemen that can't block and can't do this and can't do that? Were they recruited? Was it the recruiting rankings wrong? Do they get mislabeled, misrecruited? Are we is our coaching that terrible that we they're not prepared because they feel like they should have been prepared? Most of those guys, Patterson and Lug and Baker and Carmody, like you knew the guys in front of you were leaving, right? Like that was no secret, was it? Did did they keep that information from you? So while you were behind them last year, you weren't mentally preparing to hey, I'm gonna be the guy. I'm gonna be like, what were you doing? That's what I need to know. So who knows? But four-star guys, we suck. Don't get it. I don't get it. But we're not going to lose the UNC. We're not. And then the only other game after that is Stanford. I mean, shit, they already beat USC. Who's, eh, I don't know how good is USC. And they just beat Oregon. I don't know. But there's not a single game where I'm looking at the rest of the schedule going, yeah, we're likely to lose that one. I think our defense is that good. Our defense is that good to keep us in every game. Unfortunately, it feels like they have to do it all. Unless we see something from Drew Pine, which God bless America if he's not the starter on Saturday night. Because it says Cohen on the depth chart, guys, by the way. I don't know what. Hopefully that's just that's just for fun. He just put it out there going, ah, we just copy and paste. You know, it's like the lazy manager at work. I'm just going to copy and paste the schedule every week and you guys figure it out. Call each other and switch shifts and work out your own schedules. I know you requested some things. I know you re- I know you requested Pine for the starting quarterback position. I just copy and paste my depth chart. You guys figure it out. I. That's the best analogy I could think of because I don't know why you would have Cone listed as a starter right now. I really don't. I really don't. Because I'll be honest, if Cone is in fact the starter – once I see that, my confidence level of Notre Dame winning against Virginia Tech goes down significantly because we just saw what would happen even if our defense plays fucking lights out. Even if they play lights out, they're losing 10 nothing. That's crazy, right? That's crazy, right? The defense fucking plays balls balls out and you're, you're losing by 10 because they only had to move the ball 20 yards to get 10 of their points. Eight yards and 12 yards resulted in 10 points. And the 12 wasn't even the touchdown. That was the field goal. The eight was the touchdown. (laughs) They were two of 11 on third down. We were amazingly six of 17. Desmond Ritter's stats are not what they look nice, but I still believe he got – bailed out on some just misplayed balls for a while. He was like seven of whatever for like 40 yards. We made him look regular. He was a little mobile. That helps for sure. But, you know, their running back really didn't do much. Like they didn't do – they didn't do anything that impressed me that I came away going, shit. They're just that much better than us. Like like Alabama and Clemson and uh, all those other games where it's like, man, shit. Like we got dominated. We weren't we were never in the game. Like we didn't even belong in the field with them. Nope. 
Not even I don't feel that way about Cincinnati at all. And it sucks because I talk I didn't say I talk shit. I just I called out some people. And then guess what? They called me back out and I gotta gotta accept it. That shit happens. We got nothing. You can't say anything back. Can't say anything back. Is what it is. Too bad. So sad. Sucks. But we've got to do something different. You know, I keep saying play to our strengths. That's like my message, right? At the preview, play to our strengths. QB situation. Those were my two target points. Do we play to our strengths? Not even a little bit. The QB situation, worse than it was when we entered the game. How is that possible? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And you know, all I want to do is do an Irish car bomb with my dad after the game because he doesn't do it before the game. He's an after-the-game guy to celebrate. Couldn't do it. No dice. No dice. As we shit the bed offensively. Terrible performance. No idea what we're doing. Wow. So, Cincinnati beat us. Good job. There's not much you can say. Uh, they want to be cocky, this, that, and the other. And I'd love to sit here and tell you, man, you know, yeah, Notre Dame lost again, but it fits in line with all the other losses. You know, we lose to the eventual national champion uh, or we lose to the national uh, championship runner-up like Georgia. You know, I'd love to say that, you know, we just lost to a college football playoff team. And at the end of the year, it's going to look like, you know what? Yeah, we did lose to Cincinnati. And we beat ourselves. The way I see it, it should have been a freaking tie game. By the way, Jonathan Dora, make your fucking extra points. But I should have known that was going to happen because they put out a thing that he missed the first extra point in his Notre Dame career, and he's made 126 consecutive since. Well, he knew that was bound to get fucked up, and it was. But if he makes the extra point, and we don't give them gift wrap, like we pull people out of the stands to wrap their fucking 10 points up. Here you go. Merry fucking Christmas in October. It's a 14-14 game. So for anyone telling you that Cincinnati dominated and blew Notre Dame out and it wasn't even competitive, that's a, a crock of shit. And Notre Dame beat themselves. But Cincinnati did take advantage of our mistakes. So I guess give them credit there. You have to give them credit there. They took it beat, beat us with our own mistakes, and that's what should happen. When two good football teams get together, that's what a, you're supposed to do. Take advantage of the other team's mistakes. We can't overcome it because Cincinnati is good enough to to make us eat our eat our own shit, and they did. So, all right. Well, I don't want to go too long. Because I do want to uh, have you know good conversation with Ben, so I, I encourage you guys to get over to uh, Under the Dome podcast and catch me later. I'll probably talk of some of this stuff again. Maybe we ask more questions, get less answers because we don't have any answers to the questions. Some which seem like the answers should be obvious, but I don't think we want to know the answer because it. Why did you do what you did? But anyway. Um, I'll be back in a few days to preview Virginia Tech. Hopefully Tommy Reese has thrown away his fucking bingo board of offensive calling. And we look better. Drew Pine is our starting quarterback. 
That's what we need. Yeah, dude, give me that hammer. I need to smash something. Oh, the house next to me is getting done. and I could borrow that hammer real quick right now. All right, guys. I hope... I hope the next post-game recap episode is as fun as the first four were, where I can play some music, poke fun at the other team, all in good fun, you know, be a little petty, you know. It's more fun that way, isn't it? So, but I believe blue and gold all day, every day. Don't fire everybody. We just need to make some adjustments. Don't look like a monkey fucking a football, and we're going to be okay. All right? Until next time, five foot nothing, hundred nothing, out.